0: hello once again welcome to the crappy fat series today's episode is episode number six and my name is wadi ahimi the author of the book crappy fat a perspective for an emerging market what will i be talking about today today i'll be talking about governance and family businesses you know family businesses are businesses that have a major impact on the lives of so many people across the world, not just Nigeria. Why? Because without family businesses, a lot of the things that are in place today would not be. So what we'll be looking at today in terms of the areas that we'll be discussing when it comes to governance and family businesses. We'll be looking at the definition of what a family business is. We'll look at the impact of family businesses on society over, over time. look at how families ensure that these businesses remain sustainable which is where i call families at war so we look at the perceptions of how families um look at businesses and how it translates into um, major challenges in managing not just the owners but in managing the expectations of everybody who is part of the family business. Look at the issues of genes and how they affect family businesses. Look at the dynamics of family businesses. And then we will try and share with you what you can do to move family businesses in the direction of good governance risk and compliance by setting up the crappy fat system for ensuring efficiency and effectiveness of your government's risk and compliance system. So let's go on and let's talk about family business. So what is the family business? Well, many years or all over the world for many years, most of the renowned businesses started off as businesses built by one man or woman who starts off the business and over many generations have become a household name. In the business world so a family business is a business that has been set up by either a member of one family or a combination of one or two one or more members of a family or a group of friends who come together and set up a business from a small business perspective and grows that business from the humble beginnings of that family into large corporations that some of them today are on the stock exchanges of the world so but one of the things that you must remember is that about 40 to 50% of the world business employees today or employers of business today are family businesses whether they are small businesses or they are large corporates They all, one way or the other, started off as family businesses. And as time went on, grew and grew and expanded and set up governance, risk, and compliance systems to help manage the challenges of risk and compliance within the business. Research has shown that family businesses have the capacity most times to outperform their non-family business competitors. But at the same time, they are the risk at a risk of family hazards that could overspill and engulf the continuity in business. It is really important that we understand this. A lot of family businesses, because people who set up these businesses are dedicated to it. They see the things, they see the vision, they have the vision, they have the purpose to drive the vision, they want to ensure that this vision comes to light, so many a times They drive themselves underneath the ground to ensure that these businesses are successful. That is why you find out many times family businesses are more successful than their non-family competitors who are in business. So, on all this, the question is why people outside the secretive world of family businesses care about them. It is very important that you understand why people care about family businesses. Like I said, they contribute about 40% of the employment of labor across the world today. So why won't you want to recognize family business? But the first thing I'd like to answer is, who are the members of a family business? It could be just one person, like I said earlier. It could be a combination of brothers and sisters it could even be a combination of friends who look at themselves as brothers and sisters and over time have built a business that would or they believe should outlive them now there are three major reasons why it is important that you understand the secret world of family businesses and care about them And that's what I was saying earlier. The family businesses are the backbone of the economy of just about every country in the world. And the wealth of nations depend on a lot of them. So those small businesses that employ 10 people, 20 people, family small businesses that employ 5 people, 6 people, they are the backbone of employment today. They are the ones who provide the services for the large corporates and so on and so forth. Most of the corporations in the world today had family business origins. A good example is the Rockefeller is Rockefeller who has investment in practically all the oil companies across the world. He started off as a family business from his house. And understanding them can help you unlock one of the greatest and most elusive challenges in the business world which include what it takes to make a large company feel like a small one. Because why? When you look at those who run family businesses, they look at those organizations as not large corporates, but as as an organization that has been built by one man who understands the intricacies of his vision and where he wants to go. And... What is the secret to building a truly admirable and sustainable culture for a family business as they go on? So like I said, the impact of family business on society is really, really expansive. And some of these I have already started sharing. So what's the role of family businesses in society? Like I said earlier, it provides about 40% of the employment, if not more, across the world. Whether they are small businesses or they are medium scale businesses or they are large corporates, they provide a lot of employment. And these are organizations that were started by either one man or, the, or a woman or a group of, or a combination of, of, of friends or a group of brothers who set up these businesses. And I've also told you what their impacts are in terms of how they impact society, in terms of employment, in terms of of providing labor, skills, services, and so on and so forth. But a huge challenge today is the fact that once family businesses start to grow, they face a challenge of having the right governance, risk, and compliance issues. Sometimes families grow and then the original founders of the business no longer manage that business and it brings about a huge challenge in managing issues relating to ownership and governance why because the founding fathers who understood their vision who understood the challenges of what they came through and how they came about it and getting to where they are today understood how to how they manage their governance Risk and compliance issues between each other, but as businesses grow and they become larger and more and more people are involved from the family, there is a major challenge, and these challenges brings about wars that could lead to the downfall of some of these businesses. Growing up in Nigeria, there were so many family businesses over the last 4-5 decades of my life that I knew that today are no longer in existence. At one time, one of the richest men ever I ever had in Nigeria was Faja Miruku. At one time, it was MKO Abiola. But today, those businesses are no longer in existence. So, how do you move from setting up a business or a family business and ensuring that that business lives after you? But before I go into that, I have to, let, I have to explain a few concepts that bring about issues with family businesses, which I call the family wars. Quite a number of times, what happens is, there are underlying currents within the families of who really is the owner of the business or who has control or who set up this business. These perceptions run in the minds of not just the founders, but the next set of people who probably have a heritage to that business so it might not be very it might not be very it might not show clearly between the owners who founded that business but by the time you move to the next generation of ownership then the perceptions start to run wild who really owns it who should be the boss who was the boss why is it my brother Or why is it my cousin running this business and not me? So, a lot of all these things are really, really important for you to understand. For you to be able to put together the right GRC system for a family business as they grow. Families go to war, sometimes not intentionally. However, they go to war because of control who wants control and who should have control in order to understand and resolve the issues of any particular family warfare we need an area of information that is really really critical these are ideas that will aid us in understanding the dynamics in order to infer how conflicts have been avoided and neutralize in successful family business. The first thing we need to understand is what is the nature of the warfare and how does it come to afflict family firms? Another thing that you also need to consider is how does conflict arise and grow in many life situations and how susceptible are we are they, to family firms? So what are the roots of these conflicts? Sometimes the roots of these conflicts come from the original owners having challenges that they did not settle from the onset and taking it into the next generation. And then there, be, there comes about a war of who should be the beneficiary, rather than everybody benefiting from the problem. What has blood got to do with it? This is a critical aspect of family businesses, especially where businesses have been set up by friends, brothers, or cousins. Because the next generation now starts to think, who really is the owner of this business? Is it me or is it my cousin? Why is this my cousin or this my brother trying to prove he's the owner of this business when my father or my uncle did not secretly state that he's the one to take over the company another thing you need to also consider is what are the key dynamics of families and what impacts do these have when translated into a business environment family dynamics are very critical who is the one that wants to be in the forefront who is the one that wants to be in the background? Who is the one that seems to be to be seen as the one that is loved the most and will be the next heir apparent? Another key issue that you need to also consider when you're looking at family businesses is how does culture affect the key themes we have identified? What role does personality play in the inception and control of conflicts? What kind of personality are the individuals who run or who set up these businesses. The causes of war in family ranges from so many things where one group believes that another is trying to invade it for the resources or space, which is some of the things I said earlier, which could have been brought about by some underlying current that nobody dealt with at that particular point in time. Another issue that brings about family wars is where one group seeks to sub- subordinate the other politically or economically, or economically or both. Where simple disputes in- escalate into tit-for-tat cycles of attack and retaliation. When family members fight, they fight brutally. And when you don't set the right mechanisms for the next set of family members, then that battle could lead to the end of the business. A good example was the Abiola Holdings businesses. When the man died, when Chief MKO Abiola died, the battle for his businesses was so brutal that at the end of the day, some people lost out, and as a whole, The family business went into oblivion. So what could bring about these issues when it comes to family businesses? What are the roots of these conflicts? There are two aspects to conflicts. Issues of content and issues of process. This is very critical. The issues of content and the issues of process. These are the two major aspects of conflicts that come to play when family businesses go to war. The issue of content arises when basically people wanting incompatible things or people competing for the same thing. That is, one person's loss is the other's gain. For many families, there will be no conflict where people are able to accept trade offs. And many times, trade-offs don't come. It's not because these businesses don't want trade off It could be as a result of the personalities of the people who are actually fighting that war. If brothers don't see eye to eye, any form of trade-off is seen as one trying to take advantage of the other. Another aspect that comes to play with conflict is many people often think that the most common cause of conflict is personality. Personality is not a key element, however, it is more of a cause. I might be to, does not mean that I will not fight for what is legally mine. So my personality does not bring about the war itself, it could be a cause. If I am on the high end of my personal issues, if I am the one that is always at the forefront of fighting different things, then it will it would bring about me having to try to ensure that I get what I think is rightfully mine. It is important that we understand that when siblings or cousins fight over family businesses, it's because sometimes of the underlying background issues that have come to play. That brings us to gene politics and family businesses. The politics of family genes is very, very critical in understanding how you set up GLC systems for family businesses as they go on from one generation to another. So let me give a typical example. My brother and I set up a business so the two of us are quite comfortable with each other we understand each other we're able to set up this business and over the next 30 40 years we've grown this business into a multi 1000000000 naira business across the continent of africa now my brother has four children i have four children already there is a challenge who should run that business is it my brother's children or my children and what are the mechanisms or the genes of the children from both sides in terms of what people think is rightfully their own belonging or what people will fight for to say that oh it was my father or my and not my uncle that set up this business Gene politics in family business is really, really critical. It helps you understand how people will think in terms of moving family business to the next generation. Some people have what you call the selfish genes. Family members ensure against competing claims of unrelated people and other family. This is what is referred to as the selfish gene. That means they don't care about anything but themselves. Also prominent is the bonding brought about by marriage. Marriage plays a huge and significant role in the next generation of family business. Is it the father or the mother, or the one who comes into the marriage to meet that business that wants his or her or her own children or siblings to take control? Is the person domineering? What is the effect of this third of this um, marriage partner on the individuals who set up those businesses? One of the most potent areas of genetic conflicts is that of sibling rivalries, which I have spoken about. It's biblical, it's all over. Remember Cain and Abel, sibling rivalry. So, the dynamics of family businesses are very critical in ensuring that the next generation of families move in the right direction towards setting up the right GLC system for their business. Like I said, family businesses are the businesses that account for at least forty percent of employment across the world. Family businesses are businesses that have grown from one man businesses into large corporations who today are listed on some of the world's largest stock exchanges family businesses are important to the economy of every nation why because they provide a lot of opportunities not just for small scale business but even those small-scale businesses growing into large corporations that will stand the test of time. In managing family businesses, it is important to understand how people will react to ensuring that the next generation of business owners do not kill each other over the business. A few things to understand about the dynamics of family Businesses is in respect of the next of the five of these five things emotions, how sensitive, anxious, pessimistic, or liable are we to mood swings versus unchanging, untroubled, and thick skinned? These are key to ensuring that in setting up the right GRC systems for family businesses, these things are put in place. Is the person an extra? Is he an extra extrovert or an introvert? How sociable are they? Are they open? Are they radical? Are they change seeking? Because all this will help you understand the right structure to put in place when it comes to GRC. How agreeable are they to issues that relate to the family and the business? And how conscientious are they? Are they de- dedicated? Are they controlled or obsessive? These are critical factors that you need to think about in setting up the right systems for a family business to move towards sustainability. As I go on and I talk about setting up family businesses in the GLC dis- direction, It is important to revert back to my book, The Crappy Fat Theory. With family businesses, it is important that everybody sits down and understands how the five aspects of crappy and the tenets that are held under each aspect of crappy interrelate. And what aspect of all these? would each member of the family be able to tell his him or herself he or she must abide by towards ensuring that they are able to fight and put in place a system that would outlive them it is important that members of family businesses engage independent people towards coming on board to help them manage some of these situations, Independent directorship is critical to moving family businesses to the next levels of GRC. Why? These independent directors will tell you the facts the way they see them because they owe nobody any allegiance and they have no stake in that business except to ensure that the business is successful, not just for the current generation, but for so many other generations to come. Engaging independent members to the system helps the businesses realign itself by ensuring that they listen and they take advice of independent people who really don't have any stake in the business. In conclusion, I have said earlier the family businesses are critical to the development of nations all over the world, and it is important that in growing family businesses from small businesses to medium scale to large corporate, that we we'll prepare ourselves by putting in place GRC structures that we can fit into using the crappy fat concept. In conclusion it is important that we recognize the impact of family businesses on the economy of Nigeria and support these businesses towards ensuring that they build the right JLC structures that would outlive them. Thank you for listening. To reach me, you can reach me on my social media handles, Reink Nigeria and crappy fan, both on Twitter and Instagram. You can read more articles or more blogs on my website www.wadiahibie.com.ng, Or you can send me an email if you have any questions or any further clarifications that require at reinkniger at gmail.com Thank you for listening. My name is Wadeahibie, the author of the book Crappy fact, a perspective for the margin market. Have a great day. Bye-bye.